Welcome to Focus on Success with Fazia Costi. Our program is designed to help you with executive function challenges. Our guest experts offer perspective, experience, and ideas to improve different aspects of your life. Now, here is your host, Fazia Costi. Hi, welcome. I'm Fazia Costi, and today we have Dr. Larry Waldman. He is a recently semi-retired licensed clinical forensic psychologist in Phoenix, Arizona, and that is a mouthful. So I'm going to welcome you, Dr. Waldman, (laughs) and maybe you could talk a little bit about who you are, your background, and and just give our our listeners a sense of who you are. Sure. Uh, Glad to, and of course, happy to uh, be here uh, this morning. Yeah, I'm Uh, looking forward to our interview. uh, Thank you. Uh, I made uh, my career in uh, in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, I'm originally from uh, Wisconsin, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, but my wife and I uh, moved out to, to the valley, as it's called, uh, in uh, 1973. Uh, I started out as a uh, school psychologist for Scottsdale Schools and did that for just about uh, seven years. And during that time, I uh, worked on my uh, doctorate uh, at Arizona State University and graduated in 1978 uh, with, with the PhD. Uh, and, then start, and then actually went into uh, private practice uh, uh, at the end of uh, 1979. So I've been uh, in private practice as a clinical psychologist, uh, uh, gosh, for 40-some years or so. Uh, I recently retired from active practice at the end of 15. My practice was uh, quite varied. Uh, saw children, parents, families, couples, and at the and in the last oh, 20 years, or, or so, the last 20 years, basically since the turn of the century, I moved uh, into the forensic uh, arena or the legal arena uh, wow. where I did, I did a lot of work in the uh, family law um, area, uh, doing uh, custody evaluations, uh, serving as an expert uh, witness, uh, and I was a parenting coordinator, uh, a therapeutic inter, 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 uh, inter, interventionist, um, and I also did uh, other uh, legal work as well, uh, personal injury, uh, immigration, estate planning, uh, and so on. So my practice was, uh, was quite, uh, quite varied uh, and, frankly, uh, successful. I uh, engaged in uh, uh, some innovative uh, marketing methods. Um, I did things that uh, mental health providers uh, typically don't do. Uh, I took advantage of the uh, local media. Uh, I was on on Channel 3 News uh, many times. In fact, often I was their go-to person when something psychologically related uh, came uh, came up. I also did a fair amount of talk radio. Um, me and Pat McMahon, the, the morning drive guy. I remember we were Pat. Very, <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, we, were, uh, we were very, very tight. In, in fact, if you don't mind, I have a quick story that goes with that. I think oh, I'd love um, to hear a story, please. <laughs> That's kind of fun. Uh, yes, uh, I was on uh, uh, Pat's show oh, oh, 20 times without exaggeration, probably more. And, and one morning I was uh, driving uh, to work, or actually driving to where I consulted at the time, which was uh, the Social Security Administration. And I'm on the freeway, and of course I'm listening to you know, Pat's show, and he's interviewing somebody and so forth. And, and then the, 
discussion turns psychological uh, in nature. And then Pat said, gee, I wish my buddy, Dr. Waldman, you know, was, was available um, so you know, he could uh, give his view on, on this issue. So I pulled off at the, at the next exit I could find, you know, <laughs> got to the curb as quickly as I could, got out my phone and called in and spent the rest of the show <laughs> parked at the curb uh, talking with them uh, on, on the radio. So uh, that is a that fun was story. A, was a, yeah, it, it was a fun experience. Um, Talk about manifesting what uh, you want, you know. You just asked and there you were. <laughs> exactly, right. Um, yeah, who knew, I mean, how did Pat know that I was listening at the time and I was available and, and so on? So it, it worked out uh, very well. Yeah. Uh, since I uh, retired uh, from active practice, I have continued to write. In fact, I will be talking about uh, my latest book here. Um, I also continue to coach. I, uh, I have a number of uh, early career uh, therapists uh, that uh, I helped develop a niche, uh, a marketing plan, uh, and and help them move forward uh, in their career. Um, I also have helped uh, two of them uh, with the writing of their book. Uh, I'm pretty good at editing. Um, I've written seven books myself, uh, dozens of articles that are on, all of this is on my website, by the way, uh, which, by the way, is entitled topphoenixpsychologist.com. Uh, and uh, and I, of course, in my career, written probably a couple thousand reports. So uh, I'm pretty familiar with writing. So I, again, I help uh, uh, young therapists uh, write their book uh, sure. and so on. And and I speak uh, around uh, the country um, pretty much remotely now, but uh, fortunately, uh, in person. Uh, conferences are finally coming back. Um, I speak on practice development. Uh, I'll, uh, the other talk that seems to be very popular uh, is the one on teaching parents to parent. I think that's a very so important I, topic. Yes, absolutely. Right. Yeah. So I, I, I teach mental health providers how to counsel parents uh, in more effectively uh, managing their their children's uh, behavior, um, <clears throat> I've done that one for PESI uh, and uh, an outfit called Thera- uh, Therapist Express. Um, I guest on podcasts uh, you know, like like this one. Uh, this is one of my favorite. And besides, why thank you. Ask back, so. <laughs> so uh, I'm very happy about about that. So I stay uh, uh, I stay uh, fairly active and, and keep my uh, uh, and keep my toes in the water, if you will. Yeah, just to let our listeners know, Dr. Larry Waldman's actually been on our Parenting Pulse uh, show as well. So this is his second um, time coming onto the show. Uh, so if you want to listen to his first. Um, show with us you can go back to our parenting pulse shows and uh find him there as well yeah so i am really thrilled to have you on here dr waldman you have a wealth of information uh, a really substantial uh you know your, your experience is substantial your your resume is substantial and so I, I really appreciate you being on the show today and sharing your expertise with our listeners Tell, tell us a little bit about the books that you've written. You've written quite a few. What are some of the titles? And tell us a little bit about what they are. Well, sure. Be glad to. Well, the, uh, the first book uh, I did was back in the uh, uh, middle 80s, actually, or mid to late 80s. Uh, it's been revised since. But th- that book is entitled uh, Who's Raising Whom? Uh, a Parent's Guide to Effective Child Discipline. Uh, and I frequently speak about that book, even though that book was written, gosh, what, 40 years ago? 
uh, it's still valid today. Um, you know, as, parent- as any p- good parenting book should be, it should be valid forever, really. It, it, you're right. I mean, this doesn't change very much. Um, you know, parents continue to to struggle uh, with uh, child management uh, now as they did uh, as they did years ago. Uh, of course, there's, there are things that have changed o- over over time. Um, in fact, uh, I recently wrote an article along those lines. You know, back when I was a school psychologist, uh, I used to caution parents about uh, spanking too much, uh, using paddles, and, and things of that nature. And and now uh, the, the pendulum is swung. I believe completely the other way where uh, parents, I believe, are not uh, uh, effectively consequenting uh, inappropriate behavior. Uh, not, I'm not suggesting paddling or spanking by any means, but addressing uh, inappropriate behavior. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. yeah, things have changed. But that's the first one. Uh, my, my second one was kind of a follow-up to that one, and that came about in the early 90s. Uh, and that one is referred is, is entitled uh, "Coping with Your Adolescence." And, and as I like to say, if you haven't read "Who's Raising Whom," then you're certainly going to need the second one, which is uh, "Coping with Your Teen" you know, or "Coping with Your Adolescent." And if you've read the first uh, one, you that, may not need the second one, <laughs> or at least not as much. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> you're, you're right on there. Yeah, I heard uh, that. <laughs> late nineties. <laughs> the late 90s, um, I'm not exactly sure, either late 90s or early 2000s, somewhere in there, um, I wrote my, what I call my marriage manual, which is entitled, How Come I Love Him uh, But Can't Live With Him? Um, and, and so there I talk about you know, marriage, obviously, issues and, and all the stories I've, I've had over the, during that you know, part of my career. I've, now, are these personal stories, or are these per, are these stories from other clients? Oh, for sure. I get I get very personal. Yes. Uh, in fact, my wife got a little upset about some of the stories I told. But uh, <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, this past August, uh, my wife Nan and I uh, celebrated our our fiftieth anniversary. Wow! Congratulations. Uh, so, thank you. Um, yes. I, I like to joke that I've been in love with the same woman all that time. But if my wife ever finds out, she's going to be really <laughs> angry. I was waiting for the punchline. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> my, my dad and my mom were married for 54 years, almost 55 years. And, and he used to always introduce my mom as his ex-girlfriend. And people would always ah, tip their head. Right. He's like, well, she's now my wife. <laughs> yeah. Actually, if, if I've had a drink, I sometimes introduce her as my first wife. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> the one and only. I like it. That's funny. Exactly. Right. Uh, yes, and we have two sons um, <clears throat> who are, of course, uh, fully grown now. Uh, the oldest son uh, is a litigation attorney. Uh, married uh, to a wonderful woman, uh, and they have a, uh, a now seven-year-old little guy, uh, <clears throat> which we love to visit. In fact, that's uh, why we are where we have our, our, our current summer residence, if you will, so we can be close to them and, and him. And I get a real kick out of, out of him, of course. And my younger son uh, is actually a school psychologist uh, following in my footsteps, but now has been promoted uh, to director of special education um, in, a, uh, uh, in a school district up in the, up in the Northwest. Uh, and he and his wife, who, who we uh, like a lot as well, of course, uh, they have twin, uh, fraternal twin, uh, fraternal twin four-year-olds. Wow. A little, a little boy and a little girl. And, and we try to see them uh, as much as we can uh, as well. Uh, you have a vast my... amount of knowledge and experience in your personal life as well. 
Exactly. Thank you. Uh, yeah, watching my son's, you know, function as a, you know, husband and father uh, is, is, for me, is a very uh, warm-hearted experience because, let's face it, you know, where did they learn this stuff? Exactly. Um, and that's, that's what we'll be talking about in a little bit, I assume. Uh, yes, I mean, kids live what they learn. I mean, bottom line. And, and they carry that with them uh, forever. And, again, what they learn, unfortunately, sometimes is not so healthy and adaptive, and sometimes, on the other hand, um, is very healthy and adaptive. And so uh, I, I, I enjoy, you know, w- watching all this. Although, of course, you know, they don't always you know, do things the way, you know, you know I, I might think they might. But I've learned, of course, um, I, uh, I, I like to say that whenever I come home from visiting uh, my, my kids, uh, I have a sore mouth, and, and that's from <laughs> biting my tongue so much, uh, because I dare not <laughs> say it. Yes. Yeah. No, I, I, I completely understand. Yeah, Something no, absolutely. Once your kids are adults, you kind of have to let them live their life, and you can't always agree. Well, and something else that I've learned that I never read anywhere in all, you know, in all my years of practice is that being the parents of the, uh, you know, of the sons, you actually have less say-so, if you will, than if you happen to be the parent of the mother of the kids, do you see? So uh, you have to now you know, tread carefully, if you will, and, and, and we do. Uh, things happen, of course. Uh, the kids do something, and my and my you know my kids or my daughters-in-law react to it, whatever. Uh, and my wife, of course, who's been with me now for over a half century, you know, she'll give me that look like I know what you're thinking. Uh, I I know how you feel about this, but you better shut up, okay? <laughs> and so I do, and. And I don't say anything. We talk about it later, but that's okay. You know, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So what are some of the other books that you've uh, written? Okay. Uh, so let's see. Uh, that, was the, that was the marriage book. Uh, the next book uh, came out uh, probably around 2010. Uh, and and that, that book's entitled uh, Too Busy Earning a Living to Make Your Fortune. Uh, discover uh, the secrets of uh, achieving your life goals. Uh, that book uh, <clears throat> I like uh, very much. Uh, uh, I, I talk about um, you know, why people get stuck, as I call it. And because I, I, I've had so many you know, patients over the years tell me, you know, say things. You know, oh, I wish I, I wish I could travel. Or I wish I traveled more. I always wanted to do this. You know, I wish I did this, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. All these wishing and wanting and so forth, but uh, they they never achieve it uh, because they're too busy doing something that doesn't really fulfill them. Uh, and so, so uh, in, in that book, I, I talk about achieving your 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 life goals and, and so on. And, uh, being smart about things uh, and, and, and so on. Uh, yeah, it's really important to do what what you feel you should be doing, what you want to be doing. I mean, life is too short to live someone else's wishes. <laughs> right. Uh, around uh, 2015 or so, I, I wrote a book with a, a good friend of mine who's a business analyst. And the title of that book is Overcoming Your Negotiophobia, and the subtitle is Negotiating Your Way Through Life. And, and in this book, uh, we, we talk about the, uh, the, you know, the power and the value of, of negotiating uh, in, in all different uh, arenas, uh, home, you know, family, uh, friends, uh, uh, out, out and about, you know, at the car dealership, uh, at the grocery store, uh, and of course, uh, in business, 
uh, etc. And, and so uh, we we talk about that because truth of the matter is most people, frankly, uh, uh, don't know much how to negotiate appropriately, and so they do one of uh, two things. Either they just shut up and suck it up and then walk off with their tail between their legs, uh, or uh, they rant and rave uh, and so on, and of course they kick off the other party and nothing gets accomplished there either. Um, so uh, <clears throat> learning... Uh, learning how to negotiate in all these different uh, arenas. Um, you know what? I, I love, I love that because I, I used to have students come to me and say, well, I, I deserve more. I deserve this. I deserve that. And I used to tell them all the time, you'll never get what you deserve in life. You'll get what you can negotiate in life. So go figure it out. Go figure out what you want and figure out how you're going to negotiate for it. And most people don't understand how negotiation can be a win-win situation. They, they just assume they have to give something up to have what they want. And that's not necessarily true. I mean, if you think about it, a successful marriage I mean, to begin with, you know, is, is what? 90% negotiation. I mean, uh, you, know, the, the, you know, the goal of a good negotiation is for both parties to walk away somewhat satisfied. Exactly. I mean, yeah. You know, and unfortunately, in most negotiations, what happens is one person has walked away, you know, totally satisfied, and the other person is all bummed out. Well, well I think that's the know, idea that's most people. Pretty- yeah, that's what most people think it is. <laughs> exactly. Well, no, I mean that's not good in any arena. In business, that's not good. Who's going to want to continue to do business with somebody who who, who you feel has pardon the expression, screwed you, you know, right. uh, you're not, you know, this deal may have gone south, but you're certainly not going to do another one. And, and so that doesn't work. Or if you're in a partnership, how long are you going to continue in this business partnership if you're always getting the short end of the straw in, in right. your view? Uh, but the parallel, of course, to marriage is, is obvious. Uh, right. And so on. You know, uh, there's so many issues, obviously, that, that need to be dealt with in marriage. Uh, and if you can't develop an appropriate negotiating kind of style where, where both of you, you know, feel that you're getting something out of it, um, it isn't going to work. It isn't. I mean, I, I, as I said, having you know, counsel a thousand couples or more, this is often a major issue. You know, yeah, no, I believe one party, it. You know, one party's banging the table, it's my way or the highway, or, or threatening divorce if they don't get their way and so forth, or issuing ultimatums and so on. And, and if you're, you know, negotiating that way, uh, you know, that, that relationship is tenuous. Well, pretty much every relationship is going to have issues if that's how you negotiate. Sure. So we're, uh, we're getting close the last, to the time. Go ahead. I was going to say we're getting close to our okay. break time. So let's wrap up the the um, the books and then we'll we'll go from there. Great. Uh, the last two books. Uh, the, the second last book is is my book on practice development. It's entitled "The Graduate Course You Never Had," and that's for mental health providers in terms of how to develop, manage, and market a private practice and do it successfully frankly, as I did. And then the latest book uh, that I did during COVID is the book we'll be talking about, I guess, after the break, um, which is entitled uh, Love Your Child More Than You Hate Your Ex, uh, What Every Divorced Parent Needs to Know. Yeah, and I, and I think that's going to be some really interesting conversation because with the divorce rate being as high as it is, I think, uh, I think people really need to hear that. And um, I think it's important that they learn to negotiate better. <laughs> it sounds like some of your books overlap in, in their topics as well. Um, so we have a couple minutes before we take our, our break. Would you like to give your information? If, how could somebody get a copy of any of your books that we've already talked about? <clears throat> well, probably the, uh, the easiest way, of course, is, uh, as everyone knows, uh, 
uh, is Amazon. Uh, all my books are available there, uh, and, and you can uh, purchase them there. Uh, if you wish, um, you can contact uh, me um, uh, on my website or, or my email address, which I'm glad to give out, which is Larry Waldman, Ph.D. at Cox.net. And if you indicate to me uh, that um, you, you know, have contacted me through this uh, podcast, uh, I will reduce the cost uh, by $2.00. Uh, off the uh, the price of the book uh, as as my gift uh, to the listener. Uh, of course, there will be the shipping cost, uh, but you can you can do that. Uh, uh, you could uh, get the book book or books uh, that way. As a matter of fact, the other thing I do is that if you order more uh, than one of my books, for every subsequent book, I'll take another dollar off. So okay. if you order three books, you get two dollars off the first one. Uh, you'll take another another you know three dollars off the second one, and four dollars and four dollars off the third one. So that's perfect. How I do. Thank you, thank you so much. So um, if you'd like to get in touch with me, you can go to my website executivefunctioncoachaz.com. Uh, you can feel free to register for our. Um, You can subscribe to our magazine. By the way, our last issue just came out July 10th. So if you have subscribed to the magazine and you did not receive a copy, um, feel free to go to the website and email me. Um, There was quite a few that bounced back because people are not going into their email and confirming that they have subscribed to the magazine. You can also go to the website and listen to our podcast, or you can go to our YouTube channel and, and watch our videos from behind the scenes of the radio show. Uh, we'll be back after these messages. We're going to talk with uh, Dr. Larry Waldman about his newest book, Love Your Kids More Than You Hate Your Ex. So we'll be back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. If you are struggling with organization, time management, or other executive functions, Fazia Costi is ready to put you on the path to success. Visit executivefunctioncoachaz.com. Fozzie works with in-person clients at her Phoenix, Arizona office or with clients anywhere across the country remotely. Mention that you heard this ad from the Focus on Success radio show and receive a free initial consultation with Fozia, plus $50 off an intake evaluation, a $300 value. Visit executivefunctioncoachaz.com or call 480-648-1122. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. You need to live up to your full potential. You've heard that for years, but now there's a channel to help you get there. Introducing the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Our listeners have told us that they want to be motivated, hear about success stories, and positive encouragement around the clock. And we've responded to you. The Voice America Empowerment Channel is the home of the world's top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success experts. Listen to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's here at voiceamericaempowerment.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Focus on Success. To reach Fazia Costi or her guest on the live show, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Fazia at executivefunctioncoachaz.com. Now, back to Focus on Success. 
Hi, welcome back. I'm Fazia Costi, and today we are talking with Dr. Larry Waldman. Um, so welcome back, Larry. Um, thank you for coming on the show. And I would love thank to you. talk a little bit about your newest book, um, Love Your Kids More Than You Hate Your Ex. H- how did you come up with that title? I love it. I think it's a it's, it speaks volumes. I mean, when you read that, you know exactly what the book is about. But how did you come up with that? Uh, well, having written a, a number of books, uh, I, I became well aware that uh, you know coming up with a uh, an attractive title uh, is important, and uh, so I started uh, thinking about it uh, and so on. Um, and and act to be honest, I uh, I stole a comment that uh, Golda Meir. The uh, the past uh, you know prime uh, minister or uh, whatever of Israel, uh, she once uh, wrote something that uh, and I don't mean to be political here uh, to the and to the effect that you know, the you know, the Palestinian Israeli conflict will be over uh, when the Palestinians you know, love love their children more than they hate the Israelis ah. and, and I. I and I love that comment. Uh, okay, again, I, this is not political, but I, I really thought that that was an astute comment. And then it dawned on me, well, wait a minute. You know, we're talking about conflict here, too. Uh, I'm going to apply it uh, to this. And so uh, it worked. I, I did. <laughs> yeah. It worked. So uh, why did you decide to write this book? What, 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 what started this process for you? Well, as I said uh, uh, before the break, uh, the last uh, 20 years of my practice, uh, I uh, did a lot of work uh, in the legal field, um, I, particularly in, in the family law uh, arena. Um, I became uh, a well-known uh, expert witness in, in the Maricopa County Courts, that's Phoenix, basically. Uh, the judges came to uh, uh, trust me and use me. Um, I probably did uh, 75 to 100 custody evaluations during that time. Uh, also, uh, judges appointed me as a parenting coordinator. Uh, that's where a couple who has just gotten divorced but in the judge's eyes, remain acrimonious, if you will. Uh, the, the judge then appoints me as someone they have to go to before either one of them can file a subsequent motion with the court or go back gotcha. to court. And, and so it was my job to work with these you know, parents, or, or many of them were parents, typically, uh, who were just divorced or recently divorced, and try to teach them how to negotiate uh, and communicate, and, and of course, uh, how to better deal with their with their unfortunate kids. And I and I say that uh, being a child of a of divorce in most cases is unfortunate. Um, so uh, I did a, I did a, a lot of that. Um, so so. Uh, having those uh, 20 years of, of experience and, and seeing uh, the trauma that, that is there uh, all around and so on, I, I felt I, I wanted to write a book where uh, we could do something about it. So tell me about the your book. What's, what's... Uh, I'm sorry, well, I think I lost the, you for a book, second there. Yeah, okay. Uh, well, you know, the, the book, is, first off, you know, talks about the, the situation you know, as it is, uh, which frankly is, is terrible as far as I'm concerned. Um, I mean, we have a 50, roughly 50% divorce rate in, in our country. It's one of the highest in the world. Uh, and, that, and that means that there, there's a lot of breakups. Uh, there's a lot of displaced kids or, or unhappy kids because mm-hmm. 80% of those 50% that are divorcing have children involved. 
um, and so on. Uh, and, and the divorce process itself uh, it, it needs to be, in my mind, completely revamped. Um, you know, you know, we use the same adversarial legal system that, that is used in criminal court, you know, where, where, where basically two sides are, you know, the prosecutor and the defense are clashing with each other in front of a jury, you know, and, and you know, trying to either, you know, get the jury to decide whether it's guilty or, or, or not guilty. Now, okay, that, that probably works reasonably well in, in the criminal arena, but it doesn't in the family arena. You know, we can't split the kid in half. Uh, it's not a matter of one parent is, all, is guilty and the other one's innocent. It, that's not the case. And, and what about the kids? The kids aren't represented in most cases uh, and so on. The parents each have representation, but not the kids. And this adversarial approach, even though supposedly, you know, there, there's you know, no fault divorce, that's baloney. Uh, it really doesn't work that way. Because all the all the, the the crap, if you will, you know, is brought up in front of the world. I mean, going through uh, a challenging divorce is one of the most stressful, ugly things you probably will ever face in your life. Some of those scars scars never heal. Never, they don't. Uh, and there, and unlike what we talked about earlier about a, a good negotiation where both people walk away at least feeling they've gotten something out of it, that rarely happens you know, in, in, in a uh, contested divorce today. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it really is a, a difficult process, but, and this is primarily why I wrote the book, it's the poor kids who get chopped up in the mix. So how does this help? How does your book help parents adapt to this difficult situation? Well, uh, first off, uh, it's, it's awareness. Um, you know, there, there is this kind of belief that, okay, you know, once, you know, once a divorce finally occurs then uh, okay, the dust is settled and everything's okay. You know, and, and, and so, the, so at least supposedly the, you know, the fighting is, is now going to stop, you know, and things are going to be settled and, and, and the kids should be okay. Um, no, that's not the case. You know, just because a judge pounds a gavel and says, this is it, uh, no. In, in, in about 20 to 25% of these cases, uh, the fighting continues. Uh, and 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 the, and the problem with the kids continue. Uh, so the fighting continues is just they're living in different places. Exactly. Right. That's the only change uh, they've made and, is and the point. Exactly. Yeah. And 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 the kids are, of course are are caught in in the middle. And 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 it, it, you know, <clears throat> and what I try to do in the book is take the perspective of the child. And, and, you know, no one does that. Remember, the parents are being represented, you know, not, not the kids. And, and, and remember, you know, from a child's point of view, they are, as I like to call it, you know, naked and naive. Okay? Uh, you know, the kids don't have a perspective. Of course, it depends on the age. But, but from age, I'd say three, four to 10, 12 or so, in, in that age range, they are especially vulnerable. Um, and, and, and if you think about it, you know, from the kid's point of view, they don't know what a good or bad marriage is. All they know is the one they're living in. So as far as they're concerned, this marriage, even though there might have been yelling and sometimes screaming and, and slamming doors or whatever, as far as they know, that's normal. That's the way it's supposed to be. 
How do they know that, that this is unusual? Yeah. Compared to what? Right. They, they don't have any reference. And as far as they know, if they have the best dad in the world and the best mom in the world. Because, again, if you're six or so, as far as you know, what else compared to whom? You know, it's not like they're walking next door and, and looking through the window and watching how the mommy at the, at the, at the neighboring <laughs> building is functioning. And, and, and no, they don't know, you see. Right. And then when one day, you know, and that's usually how it works, uh, one day they're brought into the living room. Uh, Dad's you know, sitting there with some bags packed typically, you know, and mom's kind of weeping, and they are informed that mom and dad are getting a divorce, and dad is going bye-bye. And their world caves in. From that moment on, uh, their lives have changed. So what should the parents do differently? Go ahead. What yeah. what should parents do differently than maybe they would normally do, you know, if they've read your book? How would they change? Well, first off, of course, I do spend some time in the book talking about making the marriage better. And and we've talked about some of this already in, in the first you know, in the first portion here uh, about negotiation and, and things like that. Um, I believe that in most cases. If, if couples would, would address their issues and see a therapist or a counselor early on, that marriage could be salvaged. Unfortunately, most couples don't. You know, there's still the stigma of mental health, you know, that you got to be crazy to see a therapist. You know, the irony is if your transmission is acting up, you know, we take it to a transmission shop. You know, if your air conditioner is, is not working, you know, we call an AC person. When our marriage isn't working, we just suck it up, you know, and make it worse. Uh, no, uh, you know, no, when our stomach you know, is, is, is upset all the time, we see a doctor. So why don't we address these issues too? So one. Well, I, I think that's what people do. They address the symptoms. They they go and address if they have a lot of anxiety. They address the anxiety. They address the uh, the stomach aches. They address the headaches. But they don't under, They don't really look at the underlying causes. Like there could be tension in their relationship or something like that. Absolutely. And and look at make the marriage. It, it's. Look, at one point or another, you loved this person. You, know, you wouldn't have gotten married in the first place. Now, I do have some issue. I do have some articles about that, about how we pair up, but I, I don't want to get into that. Other than to say, we, we typically pair up far too quickly, but beyond that. But you know, you, we, we obviously, these people obviously loved each other at one time and procreated together, you know, for God's sake. You know, so, uh, you know, there's, there should be an opportunity you know, to make this work. Uh, unfortunately, again, you know, too, too many people let it go for so long that what ultimately happens is what, what we call in this business the, the emotional disconnect, you know, where, where one of the parties, more often than not the wife, gets to the point where she says, I'm done. Right? She's emotionally disconnected. Uh, not that she's left yet, but internally she's done. Okay? It's now just a matter of time you know, before somebody walks out the door. Okay? And, and it's unfortunate. You know, it takes a while to get there. But if you find yourself on that road where you're beginning to not care and you're thinking a lot about what it would be like not to be married, that's a danger signal that says, see somebody as a couple. So that's the first. Obviously, in some cases, look, if there's abuse, if there's drugs, infidelity, uh, etc. You know, that that can't be 
curbed, if you will, or can't be rehabbed, uh, and, and so on. Well, then, okay, yes, then divorce may be you know, the, 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 the uh, correct approach. Then we have to consider the kids. And, 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 and most of the time, we, we don't. Because, as I said, from the kids' perspective, their world has turned upside down. And, and even when, you know, even when things have, have not been all that traumatic and so forth, it's still very difficult for, for children, you know. I mean, think about it. They now have to go back and forth, you know, go to live in two places. Uh, and I can't tell you how many kids I, I've counseled who, who hate that. You know, they have to go here, they have to go there. And as they become a little older, it's especially bad. As, as yeah. we all know, you know, once we hit that preteen mark, you know, our, the child's peers become more important to them than their own parents um, and so on. And yet, what the judge has ordered, you know, in, in some cases, you know, is you know, every other weekend or, for that matter, half the week, that child has to go to the other side of town, perhaps, and be with that other parent, which, okay, yes, you need that parent contact. But now that preteen or teenager is now feeling like they're socially isolated. That, you know, which causes a whole new set of problems. Here. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and, and so, you know, we have to you know, consider uh, you know, where the kids are at. And, and again, um, we we don't do that. And and in the book, I, I talk about these subtle things that parents do many times, not maliciously. You know, no, uh, sometimes yes, unfortunately. Um, but you know, but you know, just you know, inadvertently. But you know, things like you know, the other parents. You know, the other parent is referenced, and they roll their eyes. Well, so what does that tell the child? Right. So child what is knows, your oh. what is your most important piece of advice for parents who are divorced? You know, for for parents who are divorced, um, and maybe they can't access your book right away. What is the most important piece of advice you can give them? I think I've already said it, and, and that is to try to put yourself in their perspective, you know, to recognize they didn't ask for this. Most kids don't. 90% or more of kids don't want their parents to divorce, even if pots and pans are being thrown and so on. Again, remember, they don't know what's good or bad. Yeah, they just uh, want it to improve. So, they don't. They don't want you to split up. They just want you to improve things. Absolutely, yes. Um, but but to take their perspective, okay? you know, they love both of you. They love both parents. That's all they've ever known, you know. And now they're best. Now the best, you know, best mom in the world is saying bad things about the best dad in the world, and. And, and, and vice versa. And it's like, wait a minute. That, uh, how, how do you tolerate that? How, it, it, and see, what, what, the, what the happens to the child then is they find themselves in a loyalty squeeze, as we call it, where, where they don't know who to be loyal to. I mean, they want to be loyal to both. So when, when one parent makes a, uh, even a, a semi-subtle negative comments about the other parent, that puts the child in a quandary because if they agree with that parent, then they're disloyal to the other one in their yeah. mind. On the other hand, if they disagree with that comment and say something, now they're disloyal to that parent. It's a yeah. no-win. It's a no-win. Yeah. No um, I, I, unfortunately, it, we're coming to the end of our time let's go ahead and give us your last minute 
tidbits that you want to share? Well, again, we, we parents, again, not, you know, many times incidentally, do things that put kids in a quandary. Using them as a messenger right, is one. Using the child as a confidant. Uh, is another. Uh, those are, are things that, that you know, we, we uh, are, are mistaken about. Uh, probably one of the other things that, that happen is when, you know, is when we bring in another partner. What's yeah. the message to the child? You know, we, we have to do that slowly and gradually. Uh, Frankly, the, the message to the child, um, one of the major messages to children of divorce is that relationships are fleeting. Wow. And that's huge. That's, that is huge. Um, well, Dr. Larry Waldman, I really appreciate you coming on the show today and talking to us about your newest book, Love Your Kids More Than You Hate Your Ex. Um, if you're listening to this today and you'd like to learn a little bit more about Dr. Larry Waldman or his books, uh, you can go to topphoenixpsychologist.com. Uh, you can also uh, email him directly. And Dr. Waldman, what is your direct email? It's Larry Waldman, PhD at coxcox.net. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, and make sure you go to my website, executivefunctioncoachaz.com, and subscribe to our magazine, Executive Function Magazine. Uh, our next issue comes out in October, but you can go onto the website and you can look at the three past issues that we've had. Um, and um, you can listen to our YouTube channel, uh, Behind the Scenes Um they're fantastic. And also um, you can listen to the podcast. If you're interested in talking to me directly, I offer free consultations and you can go and email me directly from the website. Once again, that's executivefunctioncoachaz.com. And a quick shout out to all our listeners. Without you, this would not be possible. So thank you for listening. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for tuning in to Focus on Success. Please join your host, Fazia Costi, for another program next Wednesday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again, have a great week. <laughs>